Hariyam Shri Gurubhyo Namaha If you try to get your hands on time, it's always slipping through your fingers. This is what Barber says, a well-known quantum physicist. And you can think about it in every sense of the word time. We're so busy nowadays trying to get so many things done and we just want to hold on to the few hours that we have and it slips away. Or if in the seat of meditation, when we're trying to focus on the very present moment, we can't seem to quite catch it. It slips through our fingers. Or even if we think about time as a concept and we're trying to understand it, once again, it's elusive. The first theory was by Isaac Newton, who described time as rivers flowing everywhere, but at the same rate. And that was very quickly disproven by Einstein, who then unified space and time to make it into a single 4D entity. But even Einstein failed to understand time completely and be able to create a measure for time. And we might say, of course we can measure time. We measure it with seconds, minutes, and hours, and days. And But quantum physics hasn't been able to even exactly pinpoint what time is, leave alone try and measure it. Most quantum physicists will say it's a man-made invention for us to be able to manage ourselves and to account for our experiences. And so when we think about time in terms of reincarnation, a sentiment in Hinduism which is now very, very well known, if time is seen as linear, then reincarnation too is seen as a very linear process whereby we live one lifetime after another. The soul leaves the body and goes into another body and it happens sequentially and it will be based on our different actions and our karmas. But if we eradicate this idea of time being linear, it's not sequential, for there's no proof that it is, then that brings an interesting take to reincarnation as well. And so proposed by some saints that reincarnation is not sequential, but rather that we live many lifetimes simultaneously and yet separately. And we do so because even though at present we seem to experience our lives in terms of past, present, and future, since time is not linear, there's no such thing as past, present, and future happening in that order. It's just all happening at the same time. Reincarnation is a way of us being able to have extremely different experiences for we need a different set of equipment to have a different experience. If in this lifetime I'm a particular gender, I'm a particular nationality, I have a predisposition to a talent, then my experiences will be all around that. If I'm someone who's 
ice skating on a regular basis and wants to win a gold medal in the Olympics for doing so. And chances are I live in a country that's cold and has a lot more winter. I spend far more hours in the ice ring than I do scuba diving or, or, or hiking up mountains. And so my world would be very specific. The people I meet would be most probably people who ice skate or who have an interest in ice skating. And that experience might take up so much of my time that I have, I have no space or time to have a different kind of experience. And so in another body where I choose to be an academic researching maybe cures for diseases or maybe researching software to be able to design or video or teach a particular subject. That person's realms of experience outwardly seem quite different, even though the emotions may all be the same in each individual. In each experience, we learn different things about ourselves and we also have the ability to develop different things about ourselves. I'm always slightly amused when a main character in a Hollywood movie will refer to a past life or a future life. But within the Indian community, we hear it all the time. This life, something terrible is happening, and so people will say, I must have done something really bad in my last life to have to deal with this now. Or this life I'm not going to be able to accomplish Maybe next life I'll be able to pass that driving test or be able to go to the gym daily or whatever it is that they want to accomplish. The idea is so acceptable because there's so many stories that have been told to us from childhood about one lifetime leading into another. The Bhagavatam is full of stories, but I remember one that's directly related to the Hanuman Chalisa and Tulsi Dasji who wrote it. Hanumanji, after Lord Rama defeated Ravana and returned to Ayodhya, had taken up to writing down all the events that had occurred during their meeting. And this composition became known as the Hanumat Ramayan and is said to be one of the first Ramayans written. And Hanumanji had carved out the story using his nails on pieces of stone and had shown it to Lord Rama, who approved of it and lovingly signed it. And a few months later, Valmikiji goes in search of Hanumanji and finds him, seeking Hanumanji's blessings for the Ramayan that he has written. And when he looks around on all the stones, he realizes that the story that is written is the same as his. It's the story of Lord Rama. In fact, in Valmiki Ramayan, Valmiki has praised Hanumanji for not only his fortitude and strength, but more so for the intellectual side of Hanuman. He had command of all types of grammar and even different languages. And he had a knack with the way to phrase things. And so his command of speech was faultless. And his expression was very, very powerful. And so Valmiki thought, oh dear, if Hanuman, who's so brilliant 
with his use of language, has written the Ramayana, it would be far superior to mine. Why would anyone want to read mine? Everyone would want to read yours. Hanumanji, hearing this, takes his entire Ramayana, his hours of labor of love, and throws them, throws them, meaning the stones, into the ocean. And as he does so, each time he flings the stone, he offers it as a dedication to Sri Ram. And he replies to Valmiki that I wrote the story only for my love for the Lord and not for other people to be pleased by reading it. So may they all read yours. The minute Hanumanji did that, Valmikiji became so incredibly ashamed that he had even had this thought and he couldn't believe that he was the cause of depriving the world of this Ramayan that Hanumanji had written for he was the only one who had seen it and Lord Ram, of course. And so he says, my whole Ramayan, the one thing it lacks is love and devotion. I don't truly glorify Sri Ram or even Hanuman for that matter. It was more uh, factual recordings of what the, had happened. And so at that point, Valmiki says, I will be born again to rewrite the Ramayan, giving due credit to the glory of Hanumanji and Ram. And it is believed that Valmiki came again as Santulsidas and rewrote with so much love and devotion and therefore believed that the Tulsi Ramayan is so much more popular in India today than the Valmiki because Valmiki himself loved the version of Tulsidas Ji's more in his second lifetime of writing it. We tend to think about reincarnation this way, that we live one lifetime, we die, we take with us whatever desires or karmas, and we go into the next lifetime. We think of reincarnation in this very linear way, just as we think of time in a linear way. And so whether it's sequential, whether it's simultaneous, doesn't matter. And in the Hanuman Chalisa, it says, All my past experience that has caused me pain, when I elevate my mind to thinking about a higher altar, all that pain and suffering becomes purified. And Andakala Raghupara Purajaye Jahajan Mahari Bhakta Kahave. And future experiences, once I elevate my mind to a higher altar, is more guaranteed to be beautiful, productive. It's as though saying, when I continuously chant the name of the Lord, when I continuously dedicate myself to a higher cause, my future looks much brighter. And my past doesn't look as bleak as it might have at another point in time. So whether time is real or not, whether it's linear or not, whether reincarnation exists or not, and world over, we experience our lives as past, present, future. And how to make the past better and how to make our future better lies completely in the state of my mind 
right now? What is the state of our mind right now? Think about it. For more information on Chinmaya Mission, visit our website, chinmayamission.com. For all the young adults out there, to know about our upcoming activities at the nearest Chinmaya Mission Center, visit us at chinmayayuvakendra.org. And for all our parents and teachers listening, please visit chinmayakids.org for an interactive experience of spirituality on a digital platform. Spellings of the website are provided in the description field of the podcast.